It is a privilege to be here with you this morning. I just had to share uh, an experience that I was blessed with yesterday, uh, which is a big moment in my life, in our family's life. But I got to share the stage with uh, the opportunity to to do the wedding of my third son, Ross. And what an honor it was that God allowed me to be in the place to be able to do that. I'm so very thankful for my children, each one of them I could stand up here and talk to you about. Uh, but God has uh, made an incredible man. And for me to be able to call him my son and I can be called his dad is a tremendous honor. And to be able to officiate his wedding was a tremendous uh, joy in my life. So... As Rodney blamed me for how you're sitting today, the Lord reminded me of something. Um, today, we forced you to make a choice. A lot of times we like to ride in the middle. Rodney preaches to us a lot about being in the middle, doesn't he? It's better to be in the middle on some things, but today you didn't have a choice. You had to choose which side you was going to be on. And I feel like we're going to be faced with that coming in the future. That sometimes we cannot be in the middle on certain things. But we're going to have to make a choice. And the way the day is going, the times are going today, in the political realm, in what we see around us, we're going to have to make a choice. We can no longer stay in the middle and be silent. So either you're for or against. There's only two sides to the coin. You're either heads or your tails. So I want to thank the Lord for that. Uh, and for those of you that are uncomfortable, we'll make you comfortable next week and we'll get you back to your spot. But don't take it for granted. Okay? Because you never know what our pastor is going to do. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, he keeps us on our toes. And I am so blessed because of that. So today, what I thought I would talk about, uh, I will share with you in just a minute, but I've uh, learned a new method, and my method is not like Rodney, so if you come expecting to see Rodney and hear from Rodney today, you're going to be disappointed. Um, unfortunately, we are brothers. We don't have the same mother or dad, but we do have the same Heavenly Father. So he made him a cowboy, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be. So, But I'm not a cowboy, and I'm not riding any bulls, so I'll make that promise. So this morning I got up and I thought, and, and Reverend Hill made a comment when he came in and sat down. He said, are you setting a new standard for the pastoral staff? And I said, No. I'm not setting a standard. I got up this morning. I said, what can I wear today, Lord? And so first I had to find something that would fit me. That was important. So and I and I got stuff going on. And I remember a tremendous lady of this church. And I looked at my jacket and I said, I might put that on just for Deborah Carston. So I wore this jacket for you, Miss Deborah. So last time, if you remember, I gave an illustration of how we judge people based on the outward appearance. And I wore my jacket and took it off. And she said, you didn't have to take it off. So Landon, you better watch out because uh, I'm going to move in on you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I like uh, a different method. Uh, the S-I-M-M. -M. So if y'all were here in August when I spoke last time, you, you might not remember that. Rodney told me that, that some of us don't remember a week later what we spoke about. But the S-I-M-M -M is a saying, an illustration, a motivation, and a message. So my saying today comes from my pastor who spoke last week if you hurt his heart. 
when he talked about what he was going through in his life and his precious wife spoke to him about spinning plates. And spinning plates was pleasing people. And the Lord spoke to me in the way he does. And he reminded me, so it's a message from my pastor. You can't please people because some people can't even please themselves. So, you can't please people because some people can't please themselves. So, if nothing else resonates with you of what I say today, I hope that'll set in. But, I do have something else in my illustration. Because I was talking to a great friend and... And I was listening to them talk about what was going on in their life. And it, and it broke my heart what they were talking about. And, and it's the fact that they live in such a way that they feel like that they're being judged. Always being looked at. Every little thing they're being looked at. So Scott, if you will show me, uh, I don't know, you, you got me Scott? that one you see we can feel like that and when 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 this friend said to me uh about this and i'm always being judged we feel like we're in a fishbowl you see in a fishbowl typically there's not really anything for you to hide behind so everybody wants to come up and look at you and look at what's going on. I used to have several fish tanks. I had different kinds of fish. I loved fish. I loved to watch them. It was very relaxing to me. But I thought about this concept. You're going to see all their business. You saw the way they ate, you know, and after you eat, something else happens. You get to see all that. And, and so I don't know about you, but I don't like for people to know everything about me. It's just me and God. Now, I do share some things with people I'm very close to, but I don't like that. And so I, I listened to my friend talk about this and how painful their life is because they're being judged. So I just wanted to show you if you'll give me the next slide. So for all of y'all, those of y'all who are looking at somebody else's fishbowl, this one's for you. We're all in a fishbowl. Okay? We're all in some kind of fishbowl. So my word for you today in my illustration is swim in your own bowl. Okay? <laughs> Quit looking at somebody else's bowl. When you... Huh? That, that's for somebody today. I hope that is relief for somebody. I hope that is relief for my friend. Uh, I'm not sure if we have our Facebook family joining us today. Did we, Scott? Yes. Yes, okay. I, it could be for somebody on Facebook because, you know, Facebook I found are worse than that because they watch from a distance. And they can post, they can post stuff without repercussion. Okay? Look here, if you can't say it to somebody's face, don't put it on Facebook, okay? You know what? Don't love somebody in person and then post all your stuff on Facebook. So today is rabbit season. You know that cartoon and Looney Tunes with Daffy Duck and uh, Bugs Bunny? Today is rabbit season, and I may chase a few, okay? So if I, if I get something on you... Uh, I'm sorry, that's the Lord. He's been working with me to this. And now the important M of, of my technique is, is my motivation. Now I'm going to tell you right there, that's, 
That's my motivation. That motivates me to be mindful of the fact of what God has entrusted to me. Okay? To be able to see my children grow up and have their own children is a tremendous blessing. It's a gift from God. They were all a gift from God, and my grandchildren are more precious. Now, if you don't want to show me pictures of your grandchildren, that's on you, but I will show you some of mine, because I am very proud of them. They come from the Lord, and they're going to do great things in His kingdom, and I pray that it'll be in this house. And now, I'll ask him. I want to share with you something that may not be very deep. Uh, I hope you're okay with that. I'm just going to give it to you how God gives it to me. And I'm wired a certain way. And I just want to be me, if that's okay. I can't be Rodney. So if you come expecting Rodney, I can't be Caleb. I don't have all the cool things. And Lonnie's got all the deep words. So if y'all need it deep, we'll get Lonnie back up here and straighten you out. Uh, if you don't like something I say, uh, we send all complaints to Pastor Caleb at AuburnHeights.com, okay? You send them to him. Uh, but I'll be glad to meet with you if you don't like what I have to say. But before I get started to share my, my last hymn, I'd like to ask the Lord to be present. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come into your house. And Father, help us, Lord, uh, not to be in church, but to be the church. And God, as we gather for your presence, I thank you for our worship team uh, who has led us uh, to a closer spot around your throne. And now I ask for you to lose your Holy Spirit, Lord, that it would, he would touch each person in the way that you desire. And Lord, they wouldn't hear me, but they would hear you. And anything that I say that's of me that you would make them forget. But Lord, I know you have a message for some uh, here today and maybe on Facebook, Lord, that you want to speak to them and draw them closer. And Lord, I just thank you for all that you do for me in my life. And I thank you for Jesus who died to give me this life that's coming in heaven with you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So as we come into this season of time, we are beginning to celebrate uh, in our society an important time that we're excited about getting gifts and giving gifts. And we do turn to uh, God's Word for the reason that we should be celebrating our season, and we have a representation here on the stage. Uh, I'm not going to enamor you with a lot of scripture, uh, but I do love uh, parts of the Christmas story, so I'm not going to give you all of every dynamic. But uh, in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place when with Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to, to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger and because there was no room for them in the inn. Also in Matthew chapter 2, you'll get a depiction, Matthew's vision of the story, his version, uh, comes from a different perspective. Uh, sometimes we 
like to tell our highlights. So I get in trouble quite a bit with Monica because I don't ask a lot of questions. She wants a lot of details. I'm not sure. I know it's going to be a chauvinist, but I don't know if it's the women like the details and the men don't care or we just want to get the high points and we want to go on. So, uh, But she'll ask me 900 questions on something I didn't ask, so I can't tell her, and then she, she's upset. So... I just take it. If you want me to know, you'll tell me. If you don't, I'm okay with it. So, so as we read God's Word, there are different components that we need to put together in the story. If we combine Luke's version and we combine Matthew's version, we look at the Christmas story, and I see different groups that exist in the, in the story. And so... The first group I saw was the elected you see, we know the story that the angel appeared to Mary and chose her. You have elected to become the mother of the Savior. A young lady who was engaged to be married, she had never been with a man, and she's not going to have a child. Now, from somebody that has had several children, I do know what causes them, okay? I do know what causes them. I cannot say no to my wife. So if you if you tell her that, that's not nice. So, but I want you to think about Joseph for a second. He was also elected, okay? Because he has to deal with the physical aspect of this. That the woman he's supposed to marry is pregnant. In, in that culture, what did they do? They stoned him. And him caring enough about her, he was trying to come up with a plan of what he was going to do. And the angel of the Lord come to him and told him to fear not. Right? Think about Joseph as you go through this season. He had to endure the questioning of society. Well, that's not Joseph's child. That's a lot to carry. And he wore it. But he was elected to that. You see, in the story, uh, in Matthew's version, we, we get the story about the shepherds in the fields. And the angel appeared to them alone and made the announcement in the heavenly host. They were selected. You see, the Lord could not select the people that should be looking. He had to select the people that He wanted to come, that were humble enough to receive what He was about to give. Okay? So, the directed. The story tells us there was wise men that traveled following the star. God's positioning system brought them to the place where Jesus was born. Now, tradition tells us there's three gifts. And we have assumed that there were only three wise men, but scholars believe that that's not true, that there's a lot more than that. But the gifts were given for his royalty, his deity, and then for his burial, which is really what we receive, Right? Because he was born to die for us. And so we receive the gift. 
then in the group that you don't really see when it's you look at both of these accounts you don't see it but they're there you know there's things that you don't talk about and don't see but it actually exists in your life sometimes the problems come up and you didn't even know they were there right and that's the systematic to me and I was looking for a word if y'all don't like my word it's okay me and the Lord worked on that and that's the one I could come up with so he gave me but the religious people you see if if men could come from over a thousand miles and it took them about eight months to get there okay because they had been telling the story that the Messiah was going to come and they were looking and they were these you know as we leave out of this building and we go outside these walls we become the church don't we out there and we share what we learn in here what God pours into us the worship today lifts us up so high that we can go out there and we can share joy with a lot of people that's hurting the number of hurting people around you is astounding okay now I'm a people person not only do I like to talk, I like to watch you, okay? So I'm watching you. I want to get to know you. I can look at your countenance, and I can kind of tell where you're at. Some of you are very good about hiding how you're really feeling, okay? You can smile really good, all right? You can. And it is a terrible thing that we can feel like that we got it together, but really we don't. Because we... Just like my illustration, feel like we're in that fishbowl and everybody's looking at us. And so we want to put on our best clothes and we want to put on our best smile to make everybody else think we're doing good and inside we are breaking. The systematic of the day was the religious system. Those that had studied God's word, that memorized it, could quote you all of it. That should have been looking for the Savior and should have seen the signs. And yet they were too busy with their system to realize it was taking place. Lord, help me never become in that group that I'm so caught up in what my traditions are. If we got three rows, we got two rows. If we got lights, we got darkness. If our music's too loud, or it's too long. If the guy that shows up talks too much or he don't talk enough. I don't want to get caught up in a system. I don't want to get caught up with an expectation that God can only work the way I want him to. If we get caught in that trap, it'll be just like my group that I'm calling the systematic. You will miss what God wants you to have. They should have been the first ones there, not some people that traveled a thousand miles that were Gentiles. So, and then there was one more in this group that I think we see in our society and we can become if we're not very careful, and that's the haters. You see, when Herod found out that the wise man showed up, he wanted to know what was going on, and they told him we were looking for the king. And out of his jealousy, he wanted to kill Jesus because he didn't want any competition. You see, in this story, we could fall into any of those, or there could be some in here that's in this state, and especially for our family on Facebook, you could get into any of these and 
hating what the Lord wants to do to become the king of kings and the Lord of lords in your life, when you want to be your own king and you want to do it only your way, you will kill the word of God. Now, I said all that to say to what this is really about. And so I thought about what, what could I say for today? And, and, and as we look, at, we're going to share gifts with people we love during this time. But on that day that we celebrate, we got the greatest gift, didn't we? God's Son. So I thought about, and I, I like acronyms, and, and, and so I'm not very good at making them, uh, but uh, if you'll just humor me in the one I made. So I thought about what would gift stand for. And so I thought about it. God is enough for this. You see, last week, Rodney talked to us about, in, in Luke chapter 2, about it. Every one of us have an it, okay, that you're dealing with. Said so today, I want to talk to you about, and I want you to think about, there's going to come a this in your life. Whatever this is that you're facing, okay, whatever this you're going to face, God is enough for your this. So there's heartbreak in this time, right? In this season when it's supposed to be so joyful, there's many who are heartbroken. There's broken relationships. Uh, there could be brokenness in your finances. There could be brokenness uh, relations at your job. There could be the need to have a job. And everybody else is celebrating. Uh, I was able to celebrate yesterday with my children. Um, you know, there are some people that's looking for someone to be married to. Whatever your this is, God is enough for this. You see, the gift that we were given, I, I'm, a, I'm a gift card kind of guy during this season. Uh, I like gift cards because it turns into what I want it to be. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I've been given gifts. I'm like, thank you. So I still have them. They're in the box, too, probably. Uh, I've been given a few gifts and never made it out of the box because I don't know what to do with it. It doesn't fit me. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been given any clothing and uh, you look at it like, there ain't no way I can get in that. So, uh, or somebody might give you something that you would never wear, you know, uh, or something that just doesn't fit who you are. Now, there are great gift givers. I love those kind of people because they can give you a gift that you'll never think of for yourself. Or they know you well enough to give you a gift that makes you feel joyful. I love that. I want to be a good gift giver. Uh, and I can't be to my granddaughters. Uh, I, uh, did I tell you I love my granddaughters? Uh, just make sure you all know that. Uh, I, did, uh, I did receive a, a grandson uh, from the marriage. Uh, I'm working real hard to be his papa bear, but it's, it's not going well at the moment, but hopefully we're going to get there. Uh, so I'm not sure how many the Lord's going to give me, but I want every one of them He wants me to have. Amen. You see, I, before I've, I've shared a story uh, in, in an illustration uh, about gift cards. And gift cards, uh, you know, and 
I, the st statistic that I shared before is there's probably like like 1.9 billion dollars worth of gift cards sold and there's so many hundreds of millions that are never redeemed some of you may have gift cards in your drawer somewhere that somebody gave you and you didn't even use so you don't really get to activate the blessing of the gift that was given to you You see, in, 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 in my groups that I saw, the systematic and the haters will never receive what God intended. The blessing that they could have had. Uh, I'm an Amazon shopper. I don't know if any of y'all are. Um, I like Amazon because there's over 2 million products you can get on Amazon. If you got Prime, you can get them in a couple of days unless shipping system messes you up so if you're promised you'll get it in a day and it don't show up then you're probably like me I'm mad okay because uh, I want it when I want it and I want it now if I've ordered it I want it but the thing about Amazon and you get an Amazon gift card is it can become what do you want it to be as you search out their two million plus products you can turn that into what you really want the potential that we have with the gift that God gave us is it can be far more than we ever thought. You see, I think about what Jesus is. Sometimes we think about, we leave Jesus in the manger. He's just a baby. No, he's much more than that. It starts there, but you can activate that and it can become so much more. You see, Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the light of the world. He's the bright morning star. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Good Shepherd. He is the way. He's the Anointed One, the Bread of Life, the Chief Cornerstone, the Great High Priest, the Holy and Righteous One. He's the Lord of glory. He's the Messiah. He's the teacher. He's the truth. He's the Word of God. And that's not an exhaustive list. There's so much more that He is. You see, as we activate what it is for the seekers that are in our midst today, He is the way. For those that may not know where things are at today, He's the truth, right? Regardless of anything else that's going on, Jesus is always true. If you're unclear where you're at in a situation, you can always go to the Word of God and it's going to show you the truth. Now, if you choose not to use the truth, it's okay because He's a forgiver. Now, if today if somebody's here and they're watching online and you're the lost, the Savior was born. Today is the day of salvation. The season is a season for salvation. Eternity will come, and it comes quickly. We don't always get to pick when that's going to be, do we? Sometimes we don't always get a notice when that's going to show up. But not having the gift that God intended will leave you in eternal darkness. And that is not a good thing. 
you're going to give gifts to specific people. You'll wrap it up real nice. You'll decorate it with bows and ribbons. And you'll put a beautiful tag on it with the intention that you want to bless that person. And God did the same thing when He sent His Son to be born. He wants you to have that gift. Let us pray. Father, thank You for Your gift. And I know He's so much more than I could articulate. God, I thank You that You sent Him for me. And Lord, help me be all that I can be for you, that I might be able to share him with those that I come in contact with. Father, for each person that's present in this room right now, I know that you know the need that they face. There are many, I can see it on their face. God, I thank you that you know all, always. And now, Lord, I ask you to reach down and touch every need for those that need healing, for those that might be in the hospital, for those that are at home battling things, for those that might be battling COVID still. Father, I thank you that your gift, your son, Jesus, is bigger than all of those things. And whatever we face, Lord, you are enough for this. And now, Lord, we just want to thank you, bless the rest of this day as we enter in your mission field and accomplish what you desire for us. It's in Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. So, as you get ready to go today, uh, share your gift. Share it. I spoke last year about this time, about the gifts that God has given us. Each of us, God has given us gifts. Those gifts are not for us to keep. Those gifts are given for us to glorify the Father and to bless other people. So, let us go and do that. Amen.